have you done in the last five years oh in the last five years i can't even uh like podcast episodes over like 10 a year like if you okay like different podcasts because if you yeah. have like okay different podcasts probably like five a year five a year yeah. yeah but then i have my own podcast a podcast that i do with my friend you know what i mean it's like it's always i'm always doing at least one episode a week of something yeah yeah and that wasn't the uh, business model when we first got into doing comedy and no you doing comedy you said like what seven eight nine years, years. nine years nine now? years so podcasts were just a thing so i remember i was listening a lot to you made it weird when i first started the pete holmes podcast oh uh, okay but it was just like it was just like a thing and then over time it became like oh that's the best way to get people out to your stand-up shows if they mm -hmm. listen to your podcast they'll come out to shows yeah it became a one-to-one -one thing at some point and then now it's like oh well now you got everyone has to have a podcast it's a very it's very crazy Marin's podcast had just started when i moved to la mm. and that was kind of my comedy bible for hollywood as far right. as past and present and uh his position in his career at that time you had this guy who had a wealth of experience and knowledge in his uh, comedy career yet he was in a garage with a microphone cursing the world right i could relate to that <laughs> because i was like that guy's got a garage lucky him right so um listening to especially you know <clears throat> Hearing Louis and Attell and various comedians that I really looked up to and, and liked, uh, hearing their long form of their stories and their ideas were a little more... Uh, that became more of a friendship than the people I was meeting in the city at that time. Really? Like, yeah. you felt that bond with this podcast? It, that does happen a lot. People, it, it, and it is interesting, like, when you, because I went on the road with Brendan Schaub, I've done the road with Bobby Lee, and people come up to them like... <laughs> Bobby Lee with the road on the road? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but people come up to them like they're their friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they like... Well, Bobby reveals a lot. Right. A lot about himself. Right. Aggressively, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> things that you've never even had questions about. You know everything about Bobby. Mm -hmm. He is an open book, but yeah. because of that, people will come up and they just they just forget that. Oh, it's not a two way conversation because it's so good. Podcasts are so intimate and such a good way of mm -hmm. like such so good at making you feel that way. That like yeah, it's really interesting. 
to watch people come up to him and just be like, oh, this is not. Oh, yeah. You guys are not friends. Yeah. And because it's you're kind of people who get a chance to listen in on a conversation, they think that they're uh, part of that world. Yes. And uh, they because they know they've got a chance to listen to what everybody was discussing that they have. But they'll show up years later and ask you or, or mention something that uh, you had said flippantly on a podcast years earlier. Yeah, people don't forget. It's no. wild. Because you say one thing that that resonates with them, even if it's a throwaway for you, they'll remember it. Have you been yelled at or uh, had someone call you for something that you've said? Um, Not yet. I am because I, I'm not really big enough yet. But there is a wealth of, there's a wealth of stuff that I've said on podcasts <laughs> that if I ever become big, it is going to be like I, there's no way I could work on SNL. That would never happen. Yeah, I've just said too much stuff. Sure, like that sort of stuff. Like once once I get to the point where people are combing through every all the episodes because you know how when mm-hmm. you hit everyone just the the people who have nothing better to do just comb through everything you do. Well, yeah, I've heard stories. I, well, you know Giannis. Mm-hmm. He got a job at a morning show in Miami, and he had to give up his passwords to his social media so they could comb it and make sure that there was nothing in there that was going to come back and hurt the station. Right. So they had to go through every single tweet. He said they only found something that was askew, and it wasn't even that. He's not really, the honest, isn't really known for his hate crimes. Right. right. Uh, unless it's against himself. Yeah. His is, uh, Mr. Panos. Uh, I don't know if that's been any help to the Greek community. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah. But there is, there is some just, because, you know. Uh, I just say why I say why I'm a I say wild things. You have to though. Safe. You hang yeah. out with wild people. Yeah, there's no room for pissing around. No, you would have been ex- exiled years ago if you weren't. Look, this boat's sinking. Get in. That's right. what we're all saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, especially working at the store and now being in with the crew that I'm in here in Austin. It's like you. It, not that you're going out to say like, oh, I'm trying to be wild. It's just you have to be pushing some kind of thought right you got to be put like this is not a crew that necessarily would accept like safe thoughts you know it's definitely boundary pushing and what can you say and like speaking i don't know not to wax they're suspect those people anyway they're like well what are you hiding yeah all the clean people it's like i mean i mean cosby is the perfect clean clean people yeah cosby is the top of the food chain of the clean people right and you know deviant yeah huge deviant although he is uh you know his comedy is just uh, is amazing and he did i guess push those boundaries in those ways that made him great but the fact that his he put a line on i'm only doing clean makes you it it does make you look at people who just do clean like this is interesting and then calls eddie murphy and calls eddie murphy and tells him not to cuss and it's like oh oh cosby is that what he should be worrying about you know yeah like out of all the bad things that are happening in your life eddie murphy should stop cussing anybody who was famous in the 50s has a lot of there was no recordings yeah and you were and you were a star you were expecting yeah. to get away with everything that's that is something that like they that that doesn't come up in the conversation not to excuse what anyone has done or whatever but it's like that's part of the that was part of the allure of being a star is that you had to just get away with everything yeah you could literally and have committed murders yeah and crimes against humanity well they were talking about that's the, part of the that's the american dream though is be able to kill somebody and then have an oscar yeah and get away with the it. documentary right um 
I mean, they talk about like Errol Flynn, I think, the first Robin Hood. Mm. How he would just like, like, just bring in like 12 year old girls to his dressing and stuff like just wild stuff. Yeah. And so it's like, it's just interesting about like, so if you came up in the 50s and 60s. That wasn't the first time. No. There's been some other islands. (laughs) Yeah. And worse. For sure. Probably dungeons. He at least took you to a spa. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This was like at least a vacation. You end up fucking (laughs) W.C. Fields' sex dungeon. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Well, yeah, we just don't know what those those old stars got up to, but it was definitely. Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. I heard. Really? I don't know. Uh, I'm spreading rumors about dead celebrities, yeah. so none of this comes back to haunt yeah. me. So you're in La Jolla, not you weren't living in La Jolla. No, so I started comedy in San Diego. I was li- I went to UC San Diego, which is in La Jolla. So I was living in La Jolla. Beautiful, by the way. Oh, unbelievable. isn't it very white? Um, yes, because I stayed campus at the condo Asian. there, mm-hmm. and uh, I was watching because the balcony faces the beach, mm-hmm. and I was like, I think this is just kind of like old white people. Um, but yeah, that, kind that's of. What, that's maybe just who goes to that beach because I didn't really see too much. I mean, San Diego is pretty like those areas of San Diego, like that's Pacific Beach, La Jolla. They are pretty white. Yeah, but they're definitely like there's an Asian area of San Diego. There's like uh, obviously a lot of Mexican people. Um, best Mexican food in the world, obviously. I think. I found in America, it, anyways. Uh, in, in San Diego? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Then, yeah, we stopped twice. <laughs> I go, I think there's another one up here. I'm stuffed, mm-hmm. but that was the most delicious $7 worth of food I've ever uh, eaten in my life. You get so much, too. I, uh, no one does. No one. I've, I've, after leaving San Diego, I haven't found anyone who makes like a great burrito like that. Uh, I think San Diego's got the burrito game on lock. It's so fresh. Mm-hmm. I'm drooling now. Yeah. I'm so drooling. I, I'm a fuck, man. I love a good... And that's another thing, too, is like... I couldn't believe the quality of ingredients, how simple it was, mm-hmm. how tasty it was. And then on top of it, it was like... It cost half of what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The it's, price is unbeatable. It's... Uh, that's... I mean, if you ever in San Diego, you got to go to like just those random like they're all named some kind of like robertos or rigobertos yeah. or umbertos or albertos they're all toes family set up shop yes and that's nothing's changed since 69 yes yeah, since when it was built yeah it's just been that's how it is you got it that's those are the places you got to go and the food there is unbelievable i love good food and mm-hmm. especially la do you ever go to um uh, dave's hot chicken yes holy shit <laughs> right yeah yeah it's because i enjoy the nuggets and I, I'm, I smoked joint earlier. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. So I got a bit of the, the dancing munchies. Okay. And I've been I followed Dave's Hot Chicken on Instagram, mm-hmm. and they showed up with one of their. It's a good hot. Do you like hot and spicy? I like yeah yeah I can yeah that's the brown in me. You gotta get a little hot in there. Will your nose run? Are you a Scotch bonnet? What's a Scotch bonnet? You don't know what Scotch bonnet is? No. It's a pat pepper. Okay, I don't know specific peppers really. Oh, yeah. What are your spices of choice as far as hot? Do you go more of a um, uh, uh, Frank's hot sauce or something that makes your you feel like you're gonna pass out and hallucinate? I don't like. Yeah, I'm more of a more like a in that in that those situations. I'm more like a Frank hot sauce guy. I like. Most habanero-based hot stuff. I like the flavor of habanero. Habanero has... Habanero and scotch bonnet 
I think Scotch Bonnet's a little hotter than the Habanero. Okay. But a Habanero is uh, a little goes a long way. Right, yes. Yes. And, and the, the, the little shaker thing, mm-hmm. which... Yeah, foolishly enough, comes in the same size bottle as a Frank's hot sauce, <laughs> but very different consistency. No, and you definitely don't want to put as much habanero on something. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> I love when you see, uh, like, two thimbles more hit the plate, mm-hmm. and then you got to take a knife and do surgery to yeah. remove <laughs> that inferno off of your bacon. Right, and it's just, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, I, do, I do miss the food in L, the, the the variety of food in LA. I think was greater the, than the move to Austin. Like, where, where, where was your five regulars? Okay, I mean, I was a big poke guy. Poke on Sunset? No, uh, I so I lived in North Hollywood, so there uh, was everything just was around North Hollywood. Yeah. So there was like a poke place there. There was a Greek place there, Rodini Park. Mm. That was amazing. Good um, Euro. Yes, yes, uh, and then. Um, Thai, uh, LA I think has the best Thai food. Toy. I didn't like Toy. Rocket no? Thai? No. Yeah. No, I would go, you, you, you gotta go to those places that like, cause Toy I felt like was for tourists a little bit. The Pad Thai didn't cut it. Yeah. It didn't cut. Mm-hmm. I like to go like, uh, up in, on Sherman Way in the valley, a Kruau, like Kruau Thai, K-R-U-A. That mm. was amazing. I go back there every time I go. What, what's on the plate at your Thai dinner? Oh, you got to go. I got I go. Spring rolls? Uh, no. So I, if I go to Kroy, uh, Kru, uh, Krau, I think it's called Kruau. When I go to Krau, I get the steamed mussels. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then I get um, confident move out of the go- mm-hmm. uh, steam muscles. Steam muscles right away. Okay, right away. Good. Uh, also, a steam muscles at least there was a great like date first dish because it was like okay, this guy's interesting. You know what I mean? He's traveled. Yes, yes, he's yes. adventurous. Yes, and he'll put anything in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's also it's also like oysters. It's also like the thing it gets it gets the it gets the motion going. Well, yeah, you know somebody. Uh, displays a tray of oysters mm-hmm. there's there's incentive there right that i want to eat you out <laughs> yeah 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 i want to see your oyster yeah i got a i my, my i got tongue skills <laughs> <laughs> like I, Do you tie your hands behind your back yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and just slurp them out of the yeah, shell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just make deep eye contact while I do it. Yeah, that's that's the move. <laughs> Waiter, can you dab my chin? Yeah. <laughs> you you put eyelashes on either side of the shell. Yeah, yeah. So they, <laughs> they I'm making I'm myself sick yeah. about you eating clams yeah, off a table. It's a very it's a very just because the idea of my my beard like eating it like that with my beard sounds horrifying <laughs> and not to mention i just picture her cutting into her food and hearing you just slurp from the plate and then your face come up with a half oyster yeah. in her mouth and she's like i'm not letting you anywhere near it if you're going to treat it like that yeah this is uh, this is horrifying this, this is, is the worst first the writing ever. is on the wall yeah this guy's going to mess up my pussy <laughs> with heavy slurps yeah uh, <laughs> but uh yeah i do uh that's that's probably my favorite place to go. But and then uh, you know what I liked, LA LA, for Austin has bad donut game. Oh, monster! A master donut across the street here is is okay. But it's I know okay. I know where you're going. Voodoo I know donuts where... overrated. One of the most overrated donuts. Only ever. because the cost, the flavor, and the uh, attempt is there. The attempt is there, but it's like oh, it's like you've tourist attracted donuts. Yeah, like, yeah, it's overrated. And w- LA, LA has those just those donut shops, especially in the valley. With the Korean lady in the back. Yeah, with the it's it's always yeah, it's always some some not even Korean because it's like it's like like ta, like a Thai or yeah Lao Laotian or like Vietnamese like just some uh, 
Southeast Asian person with like 30 things on the menu. It's yeah. all cash. It's clearly a front for some kind of mob. <laughs> yeah, clearly yeah. a front for some kind yeah. of mob. They make the best donuts. Yeah. The best donuts. Because they all cost like 75 cents and they're not buying enough to pay rent. So it's clearly like they're just laundering money through this business. It hasn't been remodeled. There's a lot of yeah. that places that never been remodeled. Mm -hmm. Those are the places that are laundering money. Yeah. We don't mean to blow up all your donut spots, but yeah. we know your game. Yeah, I mean, we get it. There's always... My favorite donut spot when I used to live in Sherman Oaks, there was, there was always these just clearly Armenian gangsters, like whatever Armenian version of Sopranos they were living. Yeah. yeah the coffee's was, not that good for yeah. you guys to be there all the time. All the time. No, no. The donuts are good, but they're always... They never make enough to last throughout the day, but the place is open 24 hours. Clean? Like, yes. They're tidy? Yeah, it's like oh, you just you just know. I, I'm not mad at it because they make great stuff. They mm -hmm. make great stuff. Yeah, and there's there's just nothing near that in Austin. It's insane. The donut game here is bad. Pizza game's okay. Pizza game is good though. What they have here is that they have the Detroit style pizza, an abundance here. The Via Three One Three. Is this a thinner crust pizza? No, Detroit style is like halfway between thin crust and deep dish. Okay. That's the way I would describe it. It's like a, it's like in the middle, and it's so good. It's I think it's my favorite style of pizza. Like when I go out for pizza now. If I have a like, if I'm downtown, I'll just get a slice, right? Moda Pizza in Silver or in, uh, um, Echo Park. Mm -hmm. Do you ever go there? No. You have to order it six hours Jeez. ahead. It takes five over five hours to bake because it's okay. It's this deep, mm -hmm. like lasagna, and the box is it's is like Boeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, is yeah. the craziest pizza. That's crazy. I'm not. I'm not about that. I don't like deep dish, but this yeah. Detroit style. It's cake pizza with. when you got deep dish. Right, right. It's just what is this? Why are you doing this to me? It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, I, I look at Mel's drive-in on Sunset was. You can't beat it. Mm -hmm. Are you over it? Yeah, you know, you've eaten there too much. M Mel's I didn't like. Those, I will say that's what another thing I miss. Austin doesn't have Diner. diners. No twenty-four hour diners here. That sucks. Yeah, that sucks. That actually sucks. Because to a comedian, a diner is such an integral part of the experience. It really is. That like, would be a smart move to somebody open up a mid-sized like a uh, what was it? Um, Swingers. Like swingers, yeah. Yeah, that was like really downtown, good. Like downtown, like especially next to when Rogan Club's open. Mm. When they if, they, if someone opens a diner there, that's where the comics would go. Because <laughs> for whatever reason, I mean, in San Diego, we always went to diners. In LA, we went to diners. If you read I'm Dying Up Here or any classic book about stand-up comedy, about where comics hang out, it's always a diner. Yeah. There's something about diners and comedy that just go in hand in hand. Most definitely. And mm. clearly Seinfeld. Right, seen, Seinfeld seen diner. the quality in that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were always at a diner. So it's like I, there's something there's something about I don't know what it is. It's another green room mm. for the weirders people. Mm, yeah, it's a place. It's also a place where they can hang out and not get bothered. They can hang out there for a while. Yeah, it's not a restaurant. There's no pressure. No to, one's like, actually leave. eating at the table, but right. there's a lot of shit being thrown around. Right. Yeah, and then you just keep getting coffees to uh, elongate your stay. Yeah. But yeah, you can diners. There's no pressure to leave. There's no until the waitress comes over and goes, "You guys got to stop screaming and yelling." Yeah. <laughs> people are trying to eat apple pie in here. They're hungover, <laughs> and you guys are way the loudest people oh, in, so loud. in the restaurant. So many times they'd be like, "Oh." We We've taken over this restaurant. It's just crazy. What's the hotel immediately? I should know this by now because I've stood in front of it so many times. Uh, that white hotel next the to the Andas. Next to the store. store yeah. yeah, the Andas. I saw a guy. You know how that the, the driveway kind of curves? Mm -hmm. And the, 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 the side, the exit farthest away from the store, I saw a guy sitting on that white ledge getting head. 
Really? Getting sucked off on a, on a Friday night. A Good for crowded him. street. Good for him. And this beautiful young lady, confident woman. Right. Blowing this guy. Yeah, what a, what a good person. Who gets sucked off on the street? No one pointed. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen that in Austin. Someone getting, someone, like I, I was walking past Vulcan and they had their car door open and they were clearly getting sucked off like Whoa. just on 6th Street. I was like, good for them. Good Who's for them? them? There was more than two guys were getting blown by. Well, good for the guy and the girl in that oh, situation. Okay. Right? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's, that's a level of confidence that I, I don't think I'd have. Well, you've probably seen enough people shit outdoors in L.A. Right. I've seen a lot of it come out. I've actually followed homeless people for hours waiting for them to have a crap in between parked cars. Really? Just because you wanted to see it? <laughs> I just wanted, because I had heard so much about it. A lot of my friends bragged and mm -hmm. I wanted to experience uh, myself. So you followed, like like National Geographic? <laughs> You're trying to follow I tagged his ear <laughs> and uh, released him back in the wild. Yeah. I took a sample. Yeah. And then off he went <laughs> up into the hills. Damn. Yeah, no, I uh, enjoyed the experience that I had in Hollywood at the time. Um, but this is nice, too. This is way, Austin is way, way more relaxed. Yeah. Way more relaxed. Yeah, as long as you're not out with, at a show with 100 open micers talking through the whole thing in the back. Right. There's a lot of open micers here. Yeah, it is weird. There is very little, there's like a very small, like what I would like to call, in, in, in LA, there's so many, or in like any big scene, New York would, would fit this yeah. too, and probably even Chicago. There's, there's a big middle class. There's a big, like, I would say, I would consider myself middle class, where I'm not an open micer anymore, but I'm not a headliner. There's zero middle class. There's like five of us. It's insane. Yeah. It's all, so it's all like these big headliners and all these open micers. Five millionaires. Yeah. Maybe 10. Yeah. Uh, 500 open micers mm -hmm. and me and you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah, but and really I'll throw in maybe four other guys. I'll throw in a Dylan Sullivan. Derek. Yeah, a couple other people. But if you if you were to talk about <laughs> the amount of the amount of people, the I'm amount of people without roommate. Yeah, yeah, yes, you are. I'm at the the sh least shitty end of the dog <laughs> shit stick. Uh, I would say yeah, because it's like we came from a place like there's so many comics in Los Angeles that have been doing it for ten years, around ten years, and aren't headliners. And then that's the sort of level like hey, you're trying some to very good out. ones. Yes, yes. So you, very you good have ones. to be. Relatively to make it ten years yeah. and not and you know to still be in the game ten years not headlining and still doing it you have to be good you mm -hmm. know um, and in Austin there is just there's like three of us like even even Dylan who I put in the the middle class category only because you guys are store graduates store guys but you he hasn't got been doing a it 10 different years ribbon yet. yeah you yeah. got you got to you went to university, mm -hmm. one of the Ivy League schools in comedy. Mm -hmm. So there's a diploma that comes along with that. Right. I spent five. I did four years there. I literally, yeah. it was. Literally, I looked at it as my mom at the time was like, "Do you want to go to grad school?" And I was like, "No, I'm getting my PhD in comedy." Yeah, that's how I looked at it, and totally. I, it really was. Yeah, it was. It was really just some next level stuff to just watch all that. But it, it, yeah, in Austin, like I said, like we were talking about earlier, everyone, there's so most comics have been doing it for three years or under, and two of those years <laughs> were during the pandemic. So it's like it's pretty. It's, pretty, it's just interesting to see like what they don't know. Like you can just tell they have this like they have this like airiness about that airiness, but this this happiness about them. How many of them would they survive on the road with Bobby Lee? Uh, One. Yeah, I mean, some of them are. Like, Bobby's a very You're nice guy. So, yeah. Oh, Bobby's a great guy. Yeah, this so. is not an attack of Bobby. Mm -hmm. It Bobby runs a, a tight ship, right? And he has. 
expectations. Right. I'm using him as an example of a professional comedian yeah, they who's have, done some shit. They have some. They, 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 they be expect fuck it. They'd be of you. crying. Yeah. Bobby would make them sadder. <laughs> yeah, that you do have to deal with insane. by the truth. Yeah, next level. You have to deal with real deal honesty being coming at, coming at you. He said, "Did you ever open? Did you do it with uh, Polly? No, I never did. I wanted to. Oh, Polly would make a lot of these. A lot of them cry. Yeah. It's like, oh, you like because they just they're just so young and and <laughs> um they just uh don't know you're getting a call. It's Nassar. Oh wow, that's Glockham. That's crazy. <laughs> um, are you answering it? Hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, this is gonna sound like I'm hanging up. Okay, I'll listen. <laughs> That's the funniest thing he's ever done. I've never seen him do well on stage ever, ever, ever. He gets those some sweet spots around town and bombs every time. Josh shit the bed, Nassar. Wow. Well, well thanks wow. for calling, Josh. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, as far as like the the, it's just I think a lot of them realize that like. Because a lot of them are having fun and they're with their friends, and I think a lot of them realize summer how, camp. Yeah, how long this game is, and like, for those of them that are gonna continue to do it, they will. There's a lot of people they see now that they're never gonna see in five years, and I think some of them will also be surprised as to who they're not gonna see. I know so mm. many comics that I thought were unbelievable, and like, oh, this guy has something, and they just quit. Yeah. Guys, guys with I, guys with jokes, guys who were further along than me in San Diego, guys who were picked. I, I can think of a couple guys in San Diego who were picked by like the crew of just like, yeah. oh, you guys are going to be. If the you guys. were a talent agent, you mm-hmm. go, this guy checks all. This is a he's all, all the bosses. You're, you're off. And then he good quit, luck. And then that guy just quits. Yeah, and then he yeah he nothing like nothing bad happened to him. Nothing. He just no. was like I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Sometimes life gets in the way. Sometimes mm-hmm. the reality of what's involved in this is yeah. so much more traumatizing mm-hmm. than bombing. Yeah. Yes. There's a long... This is a marathon. It's and this a, is a long, long marathon. Uh, I, I think about this one because a lot of comics wanted like to do the Louis C.K. method of like a, a special year. Right? If you have that luxury of that skill set. Right. But also what people don't realize about that was Louis was 40 when he started doing that. Yeah, and he'd been doing comedy for, for at least like, 20 years. For like 20 years. Yeah, so before the, that. That's the level it took to get to where he was at at that time. You know what I mean? Like, that's the... Because you think of comics as, oh, Louis, he just sort of showed up in 2008, dropped a special a year. Overnight and like, success is 10 years. Yeah. Well, I'm t- 25 yeah. <laughs> now, so it's... I'm waiting for my check. Right, right. It just, <laughs> it's, it's just... You just keep... If you believe in yourself... I think the oh, idea I'm is to bla- I'm, look, yeah, it's to I've keep had a day job in 20 years. That's that's the that's the goal. I'm okay. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I've had a, quite an adventure, and mm-hmm. I continue to do things that put me in those great positions. So, right. those people, uh, what we were discussing earlier, that are going to have a rude awakening, they don't even know position. No, this, the, because They're just spinning through space. Yeah, well, and bumping no, into things. There's no hierarchy in the scene yet, so. <laughs> Uh, because it's so brand new, uh, yeah. but once that Rogan Club opens, they're gonna—it's going to be—it's going to shake up, shake the scene up. Also, it just looks like a school shooting. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, and then, well, here's the thing: a lot of comics, we, 
the two of us, we moved here because we're investing early. Mm. We saw, we saw, we, I, like me personally, I visited Austin and I was like, oh, this shit, this shit is crazy. Like if this is just an untapped gold mine right yeah. now. But a lot of comics are going to come when they, when the club is open and they realize that there's people mining gold. And then that's going to be a whole separate thing when comics all of a sudden, like 30 comics 10 years in are coming in a, a two months at a time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's going to, it's going to be, it's going to get insane. Yeah. Because there's so much on the bottom. Right. They're going to feel some pressure. Mm-hmm. And then that's going to create, that is going to create some diamonds though. Yes. That is going to create some diamonds, yes. but that's also going to squeeze people out. The pressure is going to do both those things. It's going to create diamonds and squeeze people out. I think the first year that Joe opens his club, Mm -hmm. they'll probably lose 40% within the first 12 months. Of the open mic scene? Yeah. But they'll just be replaced by the open micers. But you're talking about the current Mm -hmm. open mic scene, you think 40% will quit. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, within a year, I think that's fair. Yeah. That might be a little low even, but I I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be polarized. Mm -hmm. And you you know, you've seen like Mm -hmm. how many great comedians come through the store to know, oh, this is the best comedians in the entire planet mm-hmm. have come through here over the last four years. Yes. Uh, and now you guys are trying to figure out yourselves. Mm-hmm. What do you, You're a, a solar system away from achieving any of this. Right. I can't wait to see the crying. Yeah, I'm very excited about the broken tears. He, well, he, here's what's, here's what's going to be interesting to see. When... There'll be a group of friends where one or two of them, one or two of them, <laughs> a group of friends, yeah, yeah, in comedy, yeah, yeah. There'll be, there'll be a friend group, right? And one or two of them will get oh into Rogan like a like a job as a oh, door guy, yeah. And one or two won't, and that's gonna cause an interesting dynamic because yeah. when you're a door guy at a place like that, I can tell you as a story, you have the 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 key thing about being a door guy at, at, at such an important place, especially in comedy, is you have to say no to your friends. Mm. And the ones that your true friends will get it, okay. and the ones that won't, you'll be like, "Oh, we weren't as close as we thought we were." And not to mention, the you'll start to hear the shit talk mm-hmm. behind your back. Mm-hmm. We'll always come back around. Yeah, and you're like, "Dude, like I'm trying to keep my job." Right, right. This Why? Is- Just so you, you and two of your friends can stand against the wall. I might get fired from show business. Right, right. Yeah, yeah you've seen a- people fired at the store. Oh, there's so many. There's, there's so <laughs> many things too that like. Crazy people. Yeah, I've had to be like, no, I'm not letting you do this. I know, I know you want to, but I'm not trying to get fired from this place. Yeah, it gets people no mad. Some guy, one guy, one comic punched me in the face. You got punched? Yeah, I got punched. It was very. He was. He didn't get a full connect. Yeah, but he he definitely he punched me. You. Yeah, and because I was just like, and it was, I, I was just like, hey, hey man, I can't fucking help you here. Yeah, I can't let you go back. And I even told him he wanted to go basically, you know. Sacred ground? He wanted to go sacred ground, right? And I told him I told him, the managers was like the manager had just come up to me and been like don't let anyone back there. So I literally told him I was like, hey dude, because it's the store. It's also like who gives a shit a lot of that? Was, just, you don't have to hey dude him. Yeah. You yeah. were being cordial. I was. I was like, hey man, I'm, this is what I'm telling you. Just let you just come back in a half an hour and I'll let you go back. And he couldn't deal with that. No, and you know what? If he mm-hmm. waited a half hour, he'd be having a drink with Johnny Depp. Yeah, he would be back there because I wouldn't have cared. I would just be like, bro, the manager just told me. So just relax for 30 minutes and then come back and I got you. I was, that was like, the, that was literally the night. I could have just been like, no. But I was like, you know, I was trying to be pro-comic. You try to do the most, especially when you're a comic working there, you try to do the most comic-friendly things that you can within your power. And the store is, is probably a little more loosey-goosey than the other clubs. Yes, yes. Like, you, you can, 
there's some gray areas mm -hmm. that you can work within and as long as you do your job you mm -hmm. can have some gray. Yes, absolutely. There's a lot of gray areas in the store <laughs> that, you're, that you can pretty you can exploit. You can exploit the gray areas if you're a door guy, like um, the handicapped restroom with the cocaine line. Yeah, I mean, there's certain things. I mean, I didn't. I have didn't you seen either. people fucking in the bathroom? No, I will say this: when I got there, because of how popular <laughs> it was getting, it they ran a little bit tighter of a shit. Yeah, Ari was getting blowjobs on stage, and then yeah. somebody gets shot, and there was no more blowjobs. No, I never. I never like walked in on anyone fucking mm. at the store there were like i mean there would be people who would fuck at the store yeah but it would it would it wouldn't be as this it wouldn't be as as much as you heard it, it was happening in the last yeah in the in the previous years it's a little bit tighter of a ship yeah um, because it was getting so popular and so like, because every night was sold out, so the the ship needed to be tightened a little bit. You can't have you can't have everyone running around, you know, because like, so like let's let's say let's say Rogan was there, right? Mm. You had to have somebody be, be at the back door when Rogan's hanging on the lot because if you didn't, crazy people would literally run up to him more him more than anyone else. I would corner him in the kitchen yeah. and say something stupid. Yes, yes. So it's like you can't be off trying to fuck if that's happening. Not on, a, not on a busy night. No, not on a busy night. So Sunday at 1 a.m., you might, might be able to yes. jerk off on you, something. Yeah, yeah, Sunday at 1 a.m., you'll be fun. But, like, yeah, it's, so it's, like, it's definitely more of a tightening Unless of the ship. Unless Chappelle shows up at 11. Well, then they started locking doors, too. Yeah. You forget, so all those places that people used to go. And sleep. Yeah, used to be. Then they shut those off. So that was a whole other thing. They did tighten it up. They did tighten it As up. As that wall started to come down in the back, the store became a more conservative place. Mm -hmm. But that was uh, once we saw the House of Blues disappear. You watched it come and go, didn't you? Uh, when I got there. There's a hole? When I got there, they were still doing shows, and then all of a sudden, they shut down. It was a roast battle was the last show. Roast battle was the last show, yeah. yes. I was working I was working patio when roast battle was filming there. And it shut down, and then you had, then they shut it, then they tore it down, yeah. and then you had the beautiful view of Yeah, it was crazy. LA. It was nice. For a while, a couple of years. Oh, it was. I remember working 4th of July yes. at the store, and you would just see all the fireworks. Yeah, it would just be fireworks, and then, like, boobs walking by. It was, like, the greatest. I just remember that was a great night. It was probably the first time in, uh, I don't know what was in that space before, but as you know, that area, that building took up a lot of ground. Yes. Behind the, uh, off of the boulevard there. Mm -hmm. So there was probably, that store, the comedy store, Suros, mm -hmm. had been there since the 50s. I wonder what was adjacent to the store in the 50s, because yeah. I wonder if that's the first time in 100 years that you could see from there across. Oh, it might, it must have been. Yeah. It must have been. Yeah, I don't, it was cool. When you see LA like in the fifties, and you just see like how easy it was to move around, and how like it's just such a uh, uh, LA was such there's so many drastic changes in that city. That that city changes drastically. Hey, look at across the street now. It's mm -hmm. a it's a big, flat screen video. Yeah, have you screen. seen it? Yeah, it's insane. It's actually not bad looking. Well, yeah, it mm -hmm. looks like a genius bar. Yes, but it, what is it? Stores? It condos? It's it's a it's a it's like private condos and a hotel. It's both those things. Yeah. It has like some floors are condos, some floors are hotel, I believe. Yeah, it's full of whores. Yeah, <laughs> it's hookers for for oh, the strip. Well, you see, I mean, there's so many videos that you'll see people posting of just people just you can just see them fucking in the window. And it's oh, like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think Earl 
Skakel yes, had Earl, posted a video. I've seen Earl. I've seen Steve Fury post videos. And yeah. Like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. This, uh, that's interesting. And that's literally four stories up, mm-hmm. 20 feet from the front door of the yeah, comedy you just, store. You can just, just people, watch. People fuck. You can just watch them. I think people come to Hollywood to fuck in the window. Yeah. Sense of rebellion. You're doing You're doing that for an audience. You. It's not like you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Right? It's not like you're going to look up and be shocked. That is a choice that you've made to be like, well, I want these people to watch me. I want to do it in the window, but with my back to the audience. So yes, they got to yes, see yes. the worst part of my life <laughs> yeah. coming at them. Yeah, well, they just they, they just so you just so you can play that game of ooh, I don't see you, but you know what you're doing. <laughs> Everyone who does that knows what they're the doing. The sound of my balls backing up into the window. Yeah, yeah I hear that. Is that a woodpecker? <laughs> no, it's chicken skin on a window. <laughs> Well, when was the last time you were back in Hollywood? Um, you go back like once a year? I No, I go back like once every four or five months. Just to you like... fly or drive? I fly, I fly. Yeah. Just to like, just to like be like, hey, I'm still here. Yeah. You know, you want to, you want to show them like I'm still... Yeah, you, you know... You still show face and all. It's, it's, you know, it's like any sort of work. It's politics. There are mm-hmm. politics involved and you know, you, mm-hmm. you, you, you go around, you shake the hands, you kiss the babies. You make sure you know that, like, hey, I'm still, I'm still a political candidate or whatever. Of course, I'm mm-hmm. in the running. Yes, I'm in the running, and so I went. Please back. elect me yeah. for a Netflix special. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, please. Uh, make Netflix great again. That's my, that's Did my you, slogan. You had something, air. I was on. I uh, not like really. A couple years ago, was it a Netflix? Thing? No, no, no. So I, they used. You had stand up. Yes, they used one of my jokes on the store documentary. Ah. Yes, they. Used, which was great. Yeah, which was great, and, and it really was. The way they the way they set it up in the narrative and the story was really good because it was before I went up it was uh, Adam Egit the Booker at the time who's now going to be the Booker Rogan he was talking about how the potluck is a place where you see the next up and coming generation <laughs> of comics and you get to see some really great young comics and then it was me yeah so the way the se- the setup for me was amazing yeah you were like the golden boy in that time in that moment yeah. The, it, it, is the, the way the narrative went. Yeah, the way that Showtime. You were in a, lo- a bread line of sixty other guys, and they had picked me out. Yeah. they actually filmed. I, I know I got picked because they actually they used none of my stuff for. Yeah. That's the only thing they used of me for the documentary. But they really liked me, and they filmed me specifically at least six, seven times. So I knew were you because of your lack of alcohol and substance abuse. You were the only one who could string a sentence together. <laughs> so by default, they're like, we need somebody that can. Talk comedy that doesn't have a slurred speech and a lazy eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, maybe that's part of it, but uh, I do think I do think. Yeah, for whatever reason, they caught. What happened was I was working in the Monday lot and uh, the parking lot on a Monday. And they had, which uh, is not a job that anybody wants. No, no, but it's the best job. You're the parking store. jets. Yes, you're parking these. You're parking. Well, so I, I worked at parking lot <laughs> well, for Russell Peters for you. Oh yeah, well, remember that Tiffany and Russell that night mm-hmm. and all, all those. Well, we called them. If you worked a lot at the comedy store, we call them million dollar lots, where you have in this confined space, you're like, oh, there's a million dollars worth of cars here. I can't fuck any of them up, and I'm just a 24 year old comic. It was a crazy. It was With a, six roommates. Yeah, I, at the time I had 17 roommates. That's what? Yeah, yeah, I lived in a house with 17 people. So 16 Jesus yeah. Christ. And I'm here, I'm here, I'm parking Russell Peters' yellow Lamborghini SUV. I remember you that. Know? Yeah, yeah, So it's like, it's just a wild, it's a wild just life, really. And they laugh, too, because mm-hmm. they know how stressful that is, mm-hmm. and they throw the keys in your face. Yeah. But you always get a decent tip out of these guys. Most from of the them big, tip. From yeah. the big guys. Big guys Big guys give a good tip, always. Yeah. Always. Uh, uh, but is it Rogan was the, the most generous, for sure. To get in a vehicle that you know... 
Because you're playing Tetris. People don't understand. The yes. parking lot's this big, mm -hmm. and you have literally are stacking cars. Yes, it's Tetris. And people want to leave at certain times. Mm -hmm. Their girlfriends are there. They're patient. Yeah. People are like, where's... Mm -hmm. We need to get I, out I of get here. To, I gotta get to another spot. Yeah, like it's it's. There's so many things going on. It is it is incredibly stressful, but it's the most rewarding. Everyone, everyone who's big, knows who you are. If you work the parking lot at the store, yeah, you, so get, the point you where, get a, you get a name. Not even not even an, even if you don't know. Like I, for whatever reason, I didn't work that many nights when Whitney came in because Whitney didn't come in a lot at the time, right? But so, but whenever she did, I would park her car, right? We never had like a lot of conversations. She's a busy woman, right? When she came to Austin, we ran. She ran into me at the show. We've never talked. We've never, but she saw me and instantly recognized me and was happy to see me. You know, what I mean? yeah. like you know what I mean. Like these big comics who might not even know your name will recognize your face. Well, there's a dude that you paid mm -hmm. in that environment, and they know how difficult that. They know you're a paid. comic yeah. who's like who's that. That is that you've is been anointed. Mm -hmm. You've been anointed. Uh, we'll see what unfolds in the future. But right. uh, what what is the plan for the next year? I do, the next year, I've just so I did my first like headlining weekend ever recently. Oh, right. Yeah, in Texas. In Texas. Cool. Yeah, and so I know now that I can do an hour, which yeah. is like of just material, which is nice. So which is nice to when you finally first do that for the first time. You know, it adds a yeah. it adds a little bit of like hair on your chest. Sure, you know? it does. Yeah, yeah. You feel like you've been swimming underwater for so long that you just got your nose up to get a breath, and, and you're like, okay, we can dive again. Yes, here. yes, we can. I, and I can do the 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 number one thing you need as a stand up comedian in the long run is the ability to do an hour, right? You got to be able to do hours, and I can do that officially. You know, like I always thought I could, but now I know I can, and that's a whole different, you know, beast. Um. So that uh, right now is just to keep working on my act. I don't really like release anything. I'm not a big content guy. Yeah. Um, but I like you know I, I trust in my process. I, it got me this far already. Yeah. So uh, I just have uh, you know I have a podcast that I do called the Dangerous Brown Podcast. Check it out. Um, I'm doing this uh, series on YouTube called Stand Up Breakdown. I've done an episode of it yet. For uh, episode of it, and it's for young What's comics. What's the podcast called that you're doing? Uh, Dangerous Brown Podcast. Dangerous Brown Podcast. Yeah. Is it hosted with another brown guy? It's just me. Just you. It's just me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just me ranting. Because I, I, you know what it is, I saw I saw a bunch of people have solo podcasts, and yeah. I was like, that looks hard as hell. I don't know if I can do that. Let me force myself to do it. Yeah, some people that start off with co-hosts have mm -hmm. since separated into... Right. I think Tim Dillon's got the business model with that. Right. The Ed McMahon that mm -hmm. works the laptop. Right. Who chimes in with his, his opinions and uh, his information, but Tim is the... Uh, you know, engine. Yes, yeah. yes. That's the sort of that's a good thing. To, that's a good business model to base a mm -hmm. business model off of. And once it gets a little more popping, I do want to have like a producer like that who can chime in every once in a while. Um, there it. Uh, but uh, but I'm doing this series for young comics and people who are interested in comedy called Stand Up Breakdown, mm -hmm. where I just break down the bare bones of stand up to them. And it's it it's really fun. The first episode is out now. It's about a Steve Harvey video I break down, and I talk about act outs and how much goes into actually like planning, like where you are on stage and where you like people don't. There's stuff that young comics and people who don't know comedy don't really think about. No, it's a th it's theater. Mm -hmm. It's theater, and and there's there's blocking involved for some bits, right? And like, I learned that when mm -hmm. I was dying in a script writing pro program I was in, mm -hmm. but I used the television, the final draft, right. 
and I started adding in action, mm -hmm. character, and dialogue. So voices and physicality that mm -hmm. I was doing, I was mapping out in yes. the material. So when I visited those things along the journey, they were very defined. Yes. And, and very strategically placed. Yes. Like, Steve will see in the video, I break down, Steve uh, will do this thing where um, this character, when he's in this character... He's only in this part of the stage. When he's a separate character, he's in this part of the stage. And when he's a third character, he's on this part of the stage. And he moves so seamlessly, but it like, you know, I've gotten a good feedback from a lot of young comics being like, oh, I never even thought of that. And it's like, that's very important. I've been doing this with Jared. Because mm -hmm. he, up until I met him, it was the holding on for dear life now he's working the stage like Eddie Murphy right where you walk around yeah the tone thing. he got in the whistler mm -hmm. and so on and so mm -hmm. forth but yeah the, and this, the, the showing some vulnerability right when you get a chance mm -hmm. and uh, which will endear you more for what he's doing I don't do any smiling yeah yeah uh, it's more wet noises right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't look at their faces a lot of my stand up my eyes are closed oh really because I don't want them to bother me <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to get better at like making eye contact when I'm up there because sometimes you'll make eye contact and you'll be like oh this is a this is a, like I can go off what their reaction to this I think people have a hard time maybe to make eye contact because they realize that they're dumb when they're talking to you <laughs> you have a sense of uh, of like like you uh, you've clearly fleshed out all the, the topic mm-hmm uh, and well, the the retarded thing. I don't want to blow it up, yeah, but okay. uh, but there, it's a it's a it's a long study, right? In it, right? It's so a, there's a, there's a, a bit... seminar and a punchline, and they're like, oh, we, we were just thought we were being enlightened, right? And, and it's <laughs> funny too. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, there is there is also it gives like the, you know I, 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 I obviously I won't say the bit, but the, the it is the the whole premise of the bit is when is it okay to say retarded? And so they think that when Jared's on after <laughs> yeah. you, what, I mean, a, what a follow helps. up! It what always a follow helps. up. Yeah. yeah, what a follow. Yeah, it it always sets them up well. I feel. Uh, yeah, but it is. But it is like, I go. I go at it from this angle where it's like, where I'm not gonna let you get mad until you're until I'm done with my thought. Like, let me explain my thought to you. And I'm and, and I can I'm I'm pretty good at explaining my logic at this point. Like I'm very logic based. So it's like let me let me br let me bring you down step by step the logic that I'm that I'm that I'm breaking down. I really feel like you're holding my hand while you're on stage talking. That's the goal because it's like I realized I had to do that early on. Yeah. I would have these thoughts and then they wouldn't go from A to. D with me, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta explain." Take D, my, C, yeah, come D, on, yeah. come on, come up the stairs. It's safe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, let me lead you. Yeah, but that's a huge thing because when you first get on stage, uh, a lot of times you just think that they think like you. <laughs> And it's like, oh, no, 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 I think like me, and I have to explain every single little step along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and there's, there's, you can... You can play in that mm -hmm. because sometimes you can side you because you're leading them downstairs. Mm -hmm. You can uh, lead them away from the, stairs the door. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just be like, oh, look at this, look, or look at this door that you didn't know was here, yeah. and I'll oh, come back. And look in a curtain and continue yeah. down the stairs. Right. Do you, you've been busy over the last week? Have you been doing stuff? Because it's South by Southwest. Mm -hmm. I get a lot of mixed reviews. Yeah. Uh, I I, it's a zoo downtown. Yeah, I finagled my way on shows. I don't really go. I I didn't. I went the first night to check South by out. Yeah, and it was fun, but it felt like just Sixth Street, but like a little bit 
different. You know what I mean? Just seems to be a little more controlled. Yeah, it's like a, it's like downtown LA mm-hmm. and West Hollywood Halloween. Yes, have come together. Yes, um, there was. Oh man, there. I, w- I went the first night to get a bunch of free stuff, and I didn't really get that much free stuff. I got this energy drink mm-hmm. called C Four. Oh, I've seen that. Dude. Is it jacked up? Oh, first of all, I was up <laughs> for so long after I drank it. And it tasted like candy. I yeah, never had energy drink like that Like Jolly tasted, Ranchers. Yes, that tasted great. And I was like, that is the scariest thing. I'm never going to touch that it's again. it's always in a huge, huge can. can. Yeah, never thermos. again. Never again. How many grams of sugar? I don't know. I didn't drink the whole thing. Yeah, dude. A dick, three days worth of sugar for sure. 300 milligrams of caffeine. Yeah, dude. It was so much. I, I don't recommend it for anyone out Does there. Does heart disease run in your family? No. no. No heart attacks? No. Huh. No, not really. No. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> uh, diabetes does, though. So uh, I, I, now I'm trying to eat less because I have a big sweet tooth. I definitely try to have less sugar than I normally do. Spinach. Yeah, I'm getting older. The iron deficiency mm-hmm. creates a thirst for sweets. Mm. Juice and a bunch of spinach or eating a broccoli will curve the sweetness. Oh, really? Yeah, totally. That's good to know. That's yeah. good. I'm literally going to go buy some spinach. Yeah, totally. And you just shoot it. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. you're in clone time, inclined to eat a big spinach salad, but sometimes just juicing a head of spinach and drinking mm-hmm. it will level you out a little bit. Oh, that's really good to know. Because you know, and I'm, you're talking to a guy who just had ice cream before you got here, like right. a pint of it with gummy worms. And mm-hmm. as soon as I quit drinking, I, I got a sweet tooth. And the donut place across the street. Which I'm definitely going to try. Actually. You got to try. I got to try it because uh, I'm a big donut guy. Open at 6, closes at 2. Oh, okay. And uh, they sell out usually around noon okay on okay. the average but okay. it's pretty good and i think they have two locations i think the second location has actually a better donuts because i do follow them on instagram yeah and the shit that i want is never there oh excellent breakfast sandwiches too okay croissants and like um biscuits and mm-hmm. bacon and eggs and cheese and they have those kolachas. Oh, the kolachis. Yeah, yeah kolachis. Those, that's a Texas thing. I really enjoy uh, those. What is that? A hot dog and a croissant? It's like meat in a croissant. It's like meat in like pastry bread. Yeah. That's the best way to describe it. It's just this meat and pastry bread. It's really good. I've seen that more in European bakeries than mm-hmm. I did in uh, a Texas thing. I don't I've, know. I've never seen it. I've never seen it in California. No. No, it's definitely like a, te- it feels like just a Texas thing. Maybe it's a Southern thing, but it feels like a Texas thing. Yeah. No, there's um. I've had very few bad meals in this city. Yes. But we do need a diner here. Mm-hmm. Whoever's it's, listening, open a diner across from Joe's Club and yeah, you will be rich. Rich. Yeah. The food is good. The options are narrow. Yeah. That's how I would say it. The food is good. The options are narrow. Yeah. Um, so it's not like you're going to move here and it's going to be bad and you're like, oh, I can't find, no, you're going to find a lot of places to eat, but couldn't you have to, you have to, you have to adjust your parameters if you uh, come from like an LA or New York. Jared and I, um, or living and spending as much time as we have in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love a good, uh, roadie, jerk chicken, rice oh, and yeah. peas, plantain. We found that there's this Tommy's, uh, Jamaican food truck here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like the only... 
West Indian food. Is it good? I don't know. We haven't been yet. Yeah, because I was Jared was talking about Jamaican food. In yeah, Toronto. we've been talking about Jamaican food. I heard him talk it's about that. It's so good. Yeah, they don't yeah. really have that here. No, but that's because no. it's not in the parameters. Yeah, it's not. It's like it's not barbecue. It's not. I'm pizza. licking my lips again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I could eat like the whole jerk chicken mm-hmm. and as a handful of rice and peas, Oof. a whole plantain. With the curry gravy on the top, and then sometimes the rice has—I don't know what spice it is—but sometimes the stick is still in the in the rice. Oh, do you know what that is? No, I don't know what it is either. Well, everything you're describing sounds amazing. Yeah, it smells great, doesn't it? Yeah, and you yeah, open you up the container. That's the best kind of food. In a little dab of Scotch bonnet, just to remind you that you're alive. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. But no, we're gonna go eat ice cream and donuts. Yeah, until we puke. You're right. <laughs> What day is it today? Today's Thursday. So no secret show tonight. No, because secret show was last night. It is. It is. South by has been. Um, the music's supposed to start tonight. Yes. is what I was told. Yes. So I am going to be avoiding downtown like the plague. Yeah. For the rest of the thing, because it's like, I mean, I would like to go see the music. I just don't want to be downtown. I just no. don't want to be downtown. No, you, like, I, that's not who I am. You got spoiled at the store. Yes. You you were on Sunset Boulevard mm-hmm. for a number of years to see the best of the worst. Right. They and can't just have the worst of the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just like, because of, you know, I've been lucky that a lot of my nights I spent at the comedy store and now I'm downtown for a lot of shows, Vulcan and, and Crete. Mm-hmm. When I have those nights off, I don't want to go to those places. I don't want to go to a crowd. Hold you thirty one. I'm twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah. So yeah, you're getting to that point well, where these... I've always been an old soul, <laughs> even in my early twenties. Yeah. So like when I have the nights off, I just don't want to. Are do you it. telling me you you have less and less patience for people's bullshit? <laughs> I've always had little patience for people's bullshit. I've you know what's funny? I've always thought that. I was going to be, like, my peak was never going to be my 20s. I thought that when I was, like, like a teenager, I was like, oh, my peak is going to be, like, 30s, early 40s. Yeah. I've always felt that way about myself. Probably 51. Yeah, I mean, I'll take that as a peak. Which is good, because yeah. a peak is in the middle of the event, which right. means you're going to get another 50 years out of it. So yeah. 100 is cool. Yeah, I'll d- yeah I, I, I've always wanted the later peak. I didn't I didn't need the peak at 22, 23, 24, 25. I didn't need that. Because you're uh, optimistic and you see a future in the world and in yourself. I see a future in myself more than I see a future in the world, but I definitely yeah. see a future in myself. I think if you guys think mm-hmm. of a future in yourself, you do inherently uh, add a future to the world. Yes, that's a fair point. Wow, that was pretty heavy. I think that's a good way to end it. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I had a lot of fun. Where can people find you? Um, You can find me on Instagram, uh, Asan, E-H-S-A-N-J. Ahmad, A H M A D. Hassan Ahmad, everybody. Yeah, and take check out the Dangerous Brown podcast and Stand Up Breakdown. Those are my two shows. And shows now that you're a resident here in yeah. Austin, Texas. Every Thursday, pretty much. It'll be me, you, and <laughs> ten other comics that suck. <laughs> Out of on the shows. Yeah. No, Death Squad's pretty consistent. Death Squad's pretty great. But the the rest of these events can be uh, tiresome. But we're gonna we're gonna change all that, right? Given given time, dude. Austin. Austin is going to be lit. 
Yeah, it's going to be uh, the third A city. Like, yeah. if you want to be a stand-up, in, in 10 years, if you want to be a stand-up to make it, you can go to LA, New York, or Austin. Yeah. And I truly believe that. I completely believe that. I've mm-hmm. looked around the globe, mm-hmm. and this seems the best place to drink the water. Yes, yes. There's water untapped. here. It's untapped water. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's those, uh, what was the gold rush? Yeah, the pay, yeah. that's what, I literally think of it like that. It's like, we are the first people to pan the gold. And eventually, like, that's going to deal dividends for us, because we were the first ones here. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Hitchcliffe said this to me when I first moved here. He said, investing in Austin now is like investing in Bitcoin 10 years ago. The Bitcoin thing was in the back of my head as you mm-hmm. were talking, most definitely. Mm-hmm. And uh, what a great place to invest. The people here are fantastic. Yes. We really like you. Yes. We're yes. sorry love, that we came comedy. from California. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm Canadian, lived in L.A. You're from California, oh, but California, not Los Angeles. No, not Los Angeles. He's not an L.A. guy. Everyone relax. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're on the good side <laughs> of show business. I'm not. I'm, I'm playing the worst side yeah. for the good side. Yeah. But anyway, thanks for watching, everybody. And uh, there's going to be some dates, tour dates, starting in as of early as August to uh, November in Canada. And then... Yeah, October's Scandinavia. Oh, so we'll see you then. Denmark, last two weeks of October, and then there's going to be probably Norway and Sweden and maybe Finland before that. That's and wild. We'll see what happens. We would like to see most of the human race killed off because it is unworthy. It is unworthy of the gift of life. I don't care what society thinks. They're nothing anyway. They're no better than me. Until we had a safe word, we will not stop. I like being set apart from people. I like to be hated.